0: Good day, gladiators. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Sword and Shield podcast. It's Francis Martinez, Director of Psychological Health for the 960th Cyberspace Wing. I'm here with two guests I have in front of me.
1: Good afternoon. I'm John Covington, Chief of Security for the 960th Cyberspace Wing.
0: And on the phone, I have...
1: Good afternoon. This is Master Sergeant Mundy.
2: I'm part of the 316th Training squadron here at Goodfell Air, Air Force Base.
0: So thank you guys for joining us today. Um, One of the reasons why we have uh, you guys, um, because we really wanted to talk about some myths, right, as it relates to um, security clearances and mental health. Um, I know, John, you work with people that have or are going through the security clearance process um, and um, Sergeant Mundy has uh, some personal experiences. So we're going to be talking about that stuff today. All right. All righty. And so um, it's really important, right, that people really understand where the myth even came from. So I know earlier we we're talking about um, back in the day, right? Yes. Stuff happened. So let's talk about that for a little bit.
1: So a long time ago, there was the, the stigma of, you know, gaining and maintaining a clearance, uh, whether it was just secret or TSSCI. And there was this awful stigma surrounding. Oh, you know, if you, you go and seek mental health, um, they're going to immediately pull your clearance. Don't do it. Um, it's frowned upon, you know, keep it to yourself and don't do that. And we want to make sure that everybody's clear and aware that, um, just because, you know, it, it doesn't fly anymore that, Oh, we used to do things this is how we always did it. And that's how we're going to proceed. Now. Um, we definitely want to shift gears and, um, get the awareness out there that, That is no longer the case. It's not a thing. Please, please, please. If you need to seek uh, mental health, please go do it.
0: Yeah. So the DOD is more progressive now as it relates to mental health, right? And seeking mental health. Yes. Um, Versus like, uh, sorry, we're going to kick you out or, you know, um, you're going to lose your clearance, lose your job. And I think that still lingers today um, because generally when people meet with me, that's the first question they ask me. Are you going to take my clearance away? Does this have any bearing on my clearance? Um, what's what's the deal? And that's one of the things that you know I struggle with um, working with people and building that trust, because number one, I'm not going to take your clearance. I don't have that authority. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> number two, um, I don't take notes. Right. That's the luxury of my position. I don't have to take notes. I don't have to report anything to mental health or your military records, your your medical records. So no one knows what we talk about. Um, And so that's that's another thing that um, people that come and talk to me have a little bit difficulty in, in building that rapport and that trust. So, But I do have some numbers, and I want to talk about this for a little bit, um, just to really put things into perspective. Um, So the Defense of Counterintelligence and Security Agency um, reported these numbers um, through the DOD CAF metrics. From 2012 to 2018, there was a total of 2,361,000 717 total adjudicative actions. What? Lot. A lot, right? Yeah. Okay, so cases with psychological issues were 46,985. So that's only 2.03%. Not
1: a lot. <laughs> Not a
0: lot. Here is where it gets even So denials of revocations for only psychological-related issues is 12.
1: Minute numbers. (laughs) Comparatively speaking, it's very, very small.
0: Right. And so that's, you know, bottom line, it's extremely rare for someone to lose a clearance for only a psych-related issue. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about that. What does that look like?
1: So, (laughs) For the adjudicative guidelines, when it comes to a clearance, there's so in the security realm, there's 13 of these adjudicative guidelines. And when you're going through the clearance process you'll have the investigator come and talk to you and they're gonna interview all the references that you gave them. And they're gonna ask them and you all these questions about foreign influence, have you ever misused information technology or computers, ask you about uh, your foreign influence, foreign preferences, criminal conduct, Drug involvement. One of the questions is psychological conditions. Um, so, out of those thirteen guidelines, you know, we're talking about a very, very small percentage that any type of adverse action is ever even taken. Um, so, with that, uh, there are some uh, there are some ways to mitigate this if you ever do go to seek uh, mental health. And what that is is. You know, if you're self identifying, you're self reporting, you're seeking it, that actually shows that you have sound judgment, you have trustworthiness because you're able to self identify and be self aware enough that, hey, I need to go talk to somebody. And that's exactly what we want people to do. Mm -hmm. We want them to go reach out and be proactive about seeking the mental health. Um, When you don't seek mental health, uh, things bubble up. Yes. It gets a little harder, Yes, you know, and, and it can flow over into other areas. You might be stressed at work. You might be stressed at home. So these might be contributing factors. And then as everything compounds, you'll start to see it bleed into other areas. Mm-hmm. And there are some times when, um, if you don't seek it out on your own, if you're not able to self-identify other people might start to notice it, say in the workplace, your first sergeant might get involved. You might get command directed to go to, to go seek mental health. And that's when, you know, we, we start to get into the area of, oh, you should have, you should have already seen us. Now we're notifying you that we have acknowledged it, we see it, and we would like for you to seek mental health.
0: Yeah, and there's definitely risk involved of not seeking mental health. Absolutely. Um, So decrease of force readiness. Right. You're unable to perform your work related duties um, and it affects everything. You know, your your um, family life, your home life, your civilian life, if you're a reservist. Right. Yes. Um, And so it also increases suicide risk. You know, the one thing to help decrease suicide risk is seeking mental health treatment. And um, one of our podcasts that we had before back in September was uh, Colonel Swanson. He talks about um, surviving suicide. He had two severe suicide um, attempts and he ended up losing his clearance because he wasn't seeking mental health treatment. Um, He talks about how he gets his clearance back after the suicide attempts, Um, but it's I know it's a lot harder to get it back after you've lost it versus you know just in you know getting the proper care that you need um in the moment
1: right doing it up front you know and, and heading that off with that self-identifying and self-awareness definitely the best route to go worst case scenario let's say you get command directed that's still not going to be the end-all be-all you know you can still regain that you know, if for whatever reason during that command-directed assessment Say it was taken for whatever reason, you can still regain that. One of those factors is uh, in the adjudicated guidelines, um, it says that if you uh, have counsel by a duly qualified and noted and trusted government um, uh, mental health assessor, you know, and the situation has been identified, it, it is now mitigated, there's no uh, probability or likelihood of exacerbation or recurrence of it, clean bill of health, you're good to go. So not a big deal.
0: Yeah, and so um, also not seeking mental health treatment, right, increases security concerns as it relates to your clearance because you might not be in a mental state that's, you know, capable of um, doing your your job appropriately.
1: Yes. Right. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. And so today we have um, Sergeant Mundy's on the line and um, he has a story about, you know, mental health treatment that he sought out. um, And he's an intelligence uh, person. Right. And so I thought that would be um, our wheelhouse being a cyberspace uh, wing. Absolutely. So, uh, Sergeant Mundy, over to you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, you are right, I am an intelligence person. Not an intelligent person, but definitely intelligence. <laughs> uh, I'm a 1 in 4 alpha by trade. That's a cyber intelligence analyst. Uh, I'm here at Goodfellow to do uh, to be an instructor for the 1 in 4 schoolhouse here. Uh, just recently PCS here. But previously to this, uh, I was stationed at JVSA. Also underneath the 67 Cyber Wing uh, with the 375th cost. So I'm very familiar with uh, your wing and, and pretty much all the job roles that are in there. Right next door uh, so to us.
2: Yes, ma'am, right across the street. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for letting me tell my story. Uh, I would like to get it out there because I um, think it's very important for people to hear that seeking mental health is it's not end all be all. And we really got to fight the stigma because it ultimately, it really did save my life and it, saves, it saved me and my family's uh, relationship. But uh, just to backtrack here a little bit, go back in the past. Um, in 2015, I actually cross traded to Intel. I'm a, pri- I'm a prior media troop. Um, I got sports cross trained, so that kind of put a lot of stress on me. I just showed up to work one day, and I was like, hey, you have an email. I just, I had an email. I just said, hey, you're going to, to be an intel analyst. I was like, excuse me? I had no idea. <laughs> this was on the table. And so it was like an immediate PCS, so I put stress on me and my family. We had to move. Um, and it's like, hey, you, you, have to, you have to get a TSSCI and, and do a polygraph. I'm like, what does that even mean? like, <laughs> you know, all the stuff that goes back into my history. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And so I'm going through, and I, I just – go through, I'm getting adjudicated, I'm going through, uh, I'm going to the tech school, um, and my wife uh, becomes pregnant, she becomes uh, high risk, so I have I have all this new stuff going on To work, I'm trying to learn work, my, my, my wife's going through uh, some things that are, that are scaring me in a sense, you know, putting that kind of like mental pressure on me, and one day in class, I'm just sitting in class, and uh, all of a sudden my heart starts to flutter really, like, really weirdly, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, what is that? And then all of a sudden, it just starts to pound really hard. And I think I'm starting to have a heart attack. So I just tell everybody, please call 911. What's going on? Wow. Do that. And I'll go in the hospital. Send me back. The doctor comes comes from the back and he's like, hey, man, I saw the heart attack. You have a panic attack. Panic attack? What is that? <laughs> so he breaks it down for me. He's like, you've got a lot of built-up subconscious things. He's like, what's going on in your life? And so just sitting there and talking for like five to two minutes, it's like, yeah, man, you got a lot of stuff that's going on. And so after that, uh, I didn't, I, I felt okay. I didn't really feel, I thought it was just like a one-time thing. And so we ended up graduating from PCS from Goodfell to San Antonio, where it became part of the, what well, was the 75th at the time, but now it's the 375 class. And uh, I'm starting to feel those things again. You know, it's a new place, new stressors. Um, uh. Just trying to, you know, fit in. I'm a staff sergeant at this time, you know, but I'm training like I'm an airman. Like, I feel like I'm underperforming. I just, uh, stuff at home was kind of rocky because, you know, I didn't feel like I was doing good at work. So, I just kind of bring that home. I got to bring home back to work. And so, all this stuff was just starting to build back up in my head again. And I went and talked to one of my buddies. And I was like, hey, I think I need to go talk to somebody because I'm starting to have panic attacks again, like I did whenever I was at Goodfell. He's actually in my class at Goodfell. And uh, so... He was like don't you ever talk to mental health because they're gonna pull that clearance that you just got so i was like oh man uh, um, okay
0: how scary um, is that right
2: yeah like i was like well, what am i supposed to do with that one?" so <laughs> <laughs> but it got to the point to where i was having panic attacks like i can almost make myself into a panic attack just because i was so Anxious all the time. I was so worried, so scared. You know, just a lot of personal things, a lot of work things that are going on. You know, I don't want to mess this up. This
0: is the only thing I got. This is my career. This is how I support my family. I don't want to lose my clearance because then I'll lose the Air Force. But then one day it got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore, and I thought about maybe I was going to do something stupid. So instead of doing that, I said, I don't care.
2: I'm just going to go talk to somebody. I'm going to mental health. I go try to get this figured out. I'd rather, if it is the case, if I would, I would rather lose my experience than lose my wife or lose my family.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, we, we sometimes have to put things into perspective, right? Just, and so that's what I did. I went straight to mental health. Um, I was diagnosed with general uh, anxiety uh, with panic disorder, which all that means is you're an anxious dude that has panic attacks. <laughs> and so, um, uh, yeah, I, d- I did that and I got put on prescribed medications uh, with the medications it's it's super simple for me i mean it's different i think across but it might be DLD. i'm not sure but for me you know it's just like a 90 day hold for like no team wise i just want to
2: make sure that get you on the right dosages make sure they get your brain function right have any bad side effects and so that was that was fine you know i got on that i uh, got on my medication i started to feel better i started to perform better at work my relationships uh, I was i i the mental health like therapy also as well learning the mindfulness techniques I learned that not only talking to mental health but like I can talk to individuals like Francis I can talk to you know chaplains you know just going out trying to talk to somebody to get some help and so I never lost my clearance I never got a suspended clearance nothing ever came with it um the whenever I had to and so after that, actually on PCS for training and PCS back, and so I had to redo my security clearance paperwork and ask you in the paperwork, hey, have you saw any type of mental health? Sure enough, I'll put myself on down there. And so whenever you go to your personal interviews, they actually, uh, so I actually worked at the Texas Cryptologic site. Um, whenever I was going through to get that, that clearance for that part, uh, they saw that on my paperwork and actually said, hey, this is great. You know, we, we ask that people go and seek this type of help. Um, it's good. Uh, it's it's glad that you self-identify and do this. Just pretty much everything that Mister Cummings said was absolutely correct. And uh, I was able to talk the next day, and I'm just it was great. Like I feel like you really got to beat the stigma because you know, as long as you you see the triggers, you see the warning signs, go and seek the help. 99.9 percent of the time, you're going to be absolutely Fine. Right. Uh, uh, that's. I mean, that's, that's. like like my little personal story. But you know, if we have if we have time, I can talk about uh, me being the Zach's duty first sergeant for um, four months straight for my squadron. And i able, and I also saw the other side of that, where you can see individuals not get help, not get the things they need, and so what they do get command directed. But also, like Mister Covington said, even though some of those guys did that, I've seen stories where people were put into the uh, into an in- and patient for six seven weeks uh they got their clearances pulled. but i've also seen them because i was there long I enough mean, for six years i saw them getting them back you know it was just making sure you take the proper steps to take care of yourself so that's really all the air force wants was for you or the
1: is take care of yourself so that you can help take like, care of the mission awesome now thank you for sharing that and i just wanted to make sure that everybody was clear on this that. You sought mental health. You've put it down on your paperwork. You were actually prescribed medication, and you still never lost your clearance.
0: And that's another another myth, right? Exactly. I'm going to be put on medication. Exactly. I can't do anything, which is false, right? Exactly. Um, you have to obviously be forthcoming with what medications you're on. If you're on certain medications, but also tell the physicians. Hey, I have this. This is what I do um, as far as uh, my job duties. And they know which medications are OK and which medications are not OK. They
1: might be able to give you an alternative exactly. that, that wouldn't have an impact.
0: Yeah, so
1: definitely. There's always options out there. Uh, but we just want to make sure that the, the one option that people are not avoiding is seeking that mental health.
0: Absolutely. That's what we always want people to do. And, and if you're worried, you know, about seeking mental health, going to the mental health clinic, come and speak to me, you know, come, give me a call, text me. Um, that way we can really point you in the right direction. Sometimes you won't even have to go to mental health. It's something that we can deal with in office, just a couple of coping skills, um, some strategies, and, you know, send you on your merry way. Sometimes it's very unlikely, but sometimes, you know, we have to go the route with, you know, getting further treatment, right? And, um, you know, getting, you know, on medications and and things like that. So um, we always try to do the least invasive um, type of uh, treatment um, before going to more progressive treatment. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so Sergeant Mundy, is, is there any last words that you have that you'd like for our Gladiator listeners and, and everyone else out there to know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, seek the help. You know, uh, I still seek help. I still go talk to, to mental health. I go to b Hop. Um, I I do everything I can to try to keep my to keep my mind, you know, open and, and clear and, and to know and just and just to know that if you're going through something, you're not alone. You know, I can guarantee you, there's somebody out there
2: that's either going through this at the same time or has gone through it. You know, can help, it can help you through and guide you. Uh, we just gotta beat this stigma because uh, I'm tired of the suicide rates going up, let alone in, in the Air Force is super high, but military wide. Right. And you know, we gotta, we gotta beat this and just, just know that somebody loves you. I love you. So let's just, you know, okay. seek the help if you need it.
0: Thank you. And yeah, so um, in in 2020, we were facing three suicides a week in the Air Force alone. Um, And so, any way that we can definitely spread the word, break the stigma, and get the help that you need, uh, because you matter, right? Everyone matters. And um, everyone is someone's brother, sister, dad, uncle, um, you know, and so on and so forth. And so, it's important that we really. Get people the help that they really need. John, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. We so. appreciate your expertise. And um, if anyone has any questions as it relates to mental health and your security clearance, we'll have them reach out to you. Absolutely. Here to help. And uh, Sergeant Mundy, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and sharing your story, right? Because it's scary sharing uh, stories. um, But I think it really also helps people to really understand that, you know, um, they're not alone. And you've been there, you've done that. And um, you're here to spread the word.
2: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, ma'am. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And so, Gladiators, if you or someone you know are contemplating suicide, please contact the suicide hotline at one 800 273-8255. Thank you so much for listening into this episode. Gladiators out.